Hello everyone, and welcome to the Commander's Forge. And we are back with your regularly scheduled episode. Although, for some reason, Spotify didn't pick up the last episode I released, but, you know, whatever. So, the Commander's Forge is an area for me to talk about magic, commander, life. It's kind of my one-stop shop to just ramble to, you know, I don't know, like the five people that actually listen. That said... We have a new Patreon supporter, and I would like to welcome Isaac to the Forge. Anyway, it's time for our stat updates for our games from May. And it shouldn't be too long, but let's see here. During the month of May, we played 17 games. We won three of those games. That gave us a win rate of 17 0.6% of the decks we played. We played Yumori the Collector twice, Coligan the Storm's Fury twice, and Linden the Steadfast Queen twice, meaning they were the three decks that I played the most. And then looking down the list of the people that I played, the person I played the most games with was Andy Flory, with a total of 10 games. And then second place is a three-way tie between uh, Josh, Coyle, the other uh, host of the Guardian Project podcast, and Parker. But all of which are from the Guardian Project podcast Discord, which has basically become my meta over the pandemic. But then uh, after those three with five, uh, it's rounded out with uh, Lenny Woolley at four games. Now, uh, we had some rough games this month. Uh, hit a bit of a crisis of faith with Yumori after one game. But it's, it, I, I don't know. I figured it out. It's fine. I like to build off the wall deck so it happens. Hey, did you know that for as little as a dollar a month, you can help support this podcast? All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash commandersforge. And that is CMDR underscore Forge. That's that's it. That's all I got to say about it. If you want to help support the podcast, you can go there. And welcome back. Now, today I was going to finish up my cards that I'm excited for from... Modern Horizons 2, but due to the fact that I am not going to have money for Modern Horizons 2, I figured that point was kind of moot. So instead, I'm going to talk about one of the decks that I put together recently that still needs some tweaking, but I, I have the general idea behind it, and 
I'm sure I'm going to mispronounce this somehow, but I believe it's uh, Freya, Judge of Valor. She is an angel cleric from uh, Kaldheim. She is a 2-4 for 2 white, black, black. She has flying and lifelink, and whenever you cast your second spell each turn, you look at the top three cards of your library, put one of them into your hand, and the rest into your graveyard. And I had an angel tribal deck around two years ago that was mono white and it just it really wasn't good because there were no like low drop angels and Coldheim kind of fixed that but her her ability to put cards into our graveyard meant I wanted to run a reanimate package with stuff like well reanimate which is a single black for a sorcery. Uh, you put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. You lose life equal to its converted mana cost. Arguably one of our best reanimating cards. But I follow that up with something like Beacon of Unrest. Which is three black black for a sorcery. Put target artifact or creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. And then you shuffle Beacon of Unrest into its owner's library. There's the Rescue from the Underworld, which is four and a black for an instant. As an additional cost to cast Rescue from the Underworld, you sacrifice a creature. You choose target creature card in your graveyard. You return that card and the sacrificed card to the battlefield under your control at the beginning of your next upkeep. And then you exile Rescue to the Underworld. There's a few different styles of getting cards back in the deck the ones that bring them to the battlefield are arguably the best like victimize uh two and a black sorcery choose two cards two creature cards in your graveyard sacrifice a creature and then if you do your turn the chosen cards to the battlefield tapped uh, rise from the grave is a five mana put target card uh in a graveyard onto the battlefield it becomes a zombie in addition to its other types for a sorcery And then we are running Return from Extinction. It's uh, one and a black for a sorcery. Uh, you either choose to return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand, or you can return two target creature cards from your graveyard to your hand if they share a creature type. Again, it just it's a way to get them back if we put them there with uh, our commander's ability. Yeah, just a nice reanimator package now the rest of the deck is an angel tribal deck and that starts with Sarah the Benevolent two white white for a legendary planeswalker Sarah she answers with four loyalty you can plus two and creatures you control with flying get plus one plus one till end of turn you can minus three to create a 4-4 white angel creature token with flying and vigilance, otherwise known as a Sarah's angel. And you can minus 6 to get an emblem that says, if you control a creature, damage that would reduce your life total to less than 1 reduces it to 1 instead. Uh, is it the greatest card? No, not, not necessarily. 
But then we kind of get into our creature package. Uh, I'm going to start that with Lyra Dawnbringer. Lyra was my original Angel Tribal deck. And she is 3 white white for a 5-5 five five with flying for strike and lifelink. And other angels you control get plus 1 plus 1 and have lifelink. And that was paired with stuff like uh, Resplendent Angel, which is one white white for an angel 3-3 three, three with flying. And at the beginning of each end step, if you gain 5 or more life this turn, you create a 4-4 four, four white angel creature token with flying and vigilance. And you can pay 3 white white white, and until end of turn, Resplendent Angel gets plus 2 plus 2 and lifelink. And it wouldn't be an angel deck without Baneslayer Angel, 3 white white, 5-5, five, five, has flying, first strike, lifelink, protection from demons and from dragons. The, another, uh, <laughs> another remnant from that deck was the combination of Bruna the Fading Light and Gisela the Broken Blade. Bruna the Fading Light is 5 white white for an angel horror and it is a 5-7. When you cast Bruna the Fading Light, you may return target angel or human card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It has flying, vigilance, and melds with Gisela the Broken Blade. Now, Gisela is 2 white white for a 4-3 angel horror. She has flying, first strike, and lifelink. She's that. At the beginning of your end step, if you both own and control Gisela the Broken Blade and a creature named Bruna the Fading Light, you exile them and then melt them into Brazella, Voice of Nightmares. Brazella, Voice of Nightmares, is an Eldrazi Angel. It is a 9-10. And it has flying, first strike, vigilance, lifelink, and your opponents can't cast spells with converted mana cost 3 or less. It is a stupid card, but the odds of actually flipping it and melding it, not the greatest. Uh, in addition, uh, two more cards that were layovers from that deck were Abyssin, Angel of Hope, 5 white 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 for an 8 8 angel flying vigilance indestructible and other permanents you control have indestructible and safara the sky's blade is for white 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 for a 7 7 but you may pay white and tap four untapped creatures you control with flying rather than pay the spell's mana cost she has flying lifelink and other creatures you control with flying have indestructible. But yeah, there was some some sick pickups for this deck. One of the main things you may have noticed is a lot of those creatures are very expensive. So, Coldheim gave us a uh, youthful Valkyrie. It's one and a white for a one three. It has flying, and whenever another angel enters benefit under control, you put a plus one plus one counter on Youthful Valkyrie. We also got 
Righteous Valkyrie, which is two and a white for a 2-4. And she's an angel cleric. She has flying, and whenever another angel or cleric enters the battlefield under your control, you gain life equal to that creature's toughness. And as long as you have at least seven life more than your starting life total, creatures you control get plus two, plus two. Resplendent Marshal is one white white for a 3-3 three, three angel warrior. As flying and when Resplendent Marshal enters the battlefield or dies, you may exile another creature card from your graveyard. When you do, you put a plus one plus one counter on any creature you control other than Resplendent Marshal that shares a creature type with the exiled card. And we're going to round out this with uh, Angel of Destiny. Three white, white, Angel Cleric, two, six. Flying and double strike. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you and that player each gain that much life. And then at the beginning of your end step, if you have at least 15 life more than your starting life total, each player Angel of Destiny attack this turn loses the game. And finally... We're going to talk about Herald of War. Three white white for a 3-3. Three, three flying. Whenever Herald of War attacks, you put a plus one plus one counter on it. And then angel spells and human spells you cast cost one less to cast for each plus one plus one counter on Herald of War. It's a fairly straightforward deck. It could use some tuning, but for the most part it was just something I wanted to put together. It is uh, very much primarily a white deck, so my commander's cost is a little awkward, and I've thought about changing it with uh, Lisa or Lisa, the the black white angel from Commander Legends. But I don't know. Uh, that should be it. Um, if you haven't heard, I'm trying to raise money to pay off the IRS because they are breathing down my neck. And if you want to help, I have a GoFundMe started. Again, uh, if you want to help support the podcast, share, like, subscribe, join the Patreon. But other than that, I do believe I will see you next time. That brings us to the end of the podcast. I would like to thank Nate and Erica Jacobs for designing my logo and Cody Mulpey and Ian Foss for allowing me to use a sample of music from their band, The Crypt. The podcast can be found on YouTube by searching Commander's Forge. The podcast is Commander's Forge, that is C-M-D-R underscore Forge on Twitter. I can be found on Twitter at BentsMister, that is B-E-N-T-Z-M-R. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. And until then, here's to fun games and sick plays.